listener production. What does today's inflation data mean for rate hikes? And what should we expect from the US Federal Reserve tonight? Good afternoon, I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Wednesday, the 26th of July. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Laura. Stevie. Here we are again. What a day. Two straight days of gains. Two straight days of gains, but that's not the most exciting news. Um, okay. Well, it might be. It's up there. We hit a five-month high. <laughs> that was That's the exciting, exciting news that I was alluding to. We got off to a slow start this morning, we a did. very nervy start because we had this all-important inflation data that was handed down. We'll talk about that in a second. That was generally seen as a good piece of data, and that was a reason why our share market rose as much as it did this afternoon. Exactly right. So we were down about a tenth of 1% before that data came out, but as soon as it did come out, we saw the market shoot up to 1.1% higher, Stevie. And then by the end of the day, we had the ASX 200 up 62 points, 0.85% higher, closing at 7,402. And that number has not been higher, as I said, in about five months. So we've had a lot of moving parts, not only inflation data, but we had the US market performing well. It's currently enjoying its longest winning streak in about six years for the Dow Jones, which is the 30 biggest stocks on the, or 30 of the biggest stocks in the US market. Do you know if we get one more gain out out of the Dow Jones tonight, this will be the longest winning streak for our market in 36 years. Which is massive, but there's also something really big happening tonight with the interest rate decision. So it really could go either way. It is, but we should talk about inflation because this was the main thing that markets were watching very carefully and the reason why we got off to a slow start. So inflation heading in the right direction, that's down Mm -hmm. compared to what we saw, you know, growth a month earlier and it's falling at a faster than anticipated pace. So let's look at the numbers. There's there's a lot of numbers as we were talking about yesterday. If we look at the two numbers, we look at the headline rate, this came in at 6%. We're expecting 6.2. So quite a lot softer than expected. Then we had core inflation, which came in at 5.9% year on year. And that was lower than the 6% number that we're expecting as well. Yeah. So that headline number went from seven down to six and core went from 6.6 to 5.9. So I don't think too many were expecting a five in front of that number. Very important because that core number is really what central banks watch most carefully. Exactly. Do you know what, what could have complicated things a lot today was the fact that that monthly, we get a monthly report on inflation as well. For some reason, this happens exactly at the same time mm-hmm. as the quarterly numbers. Mm. But thankfully, this did not complicate the story at all. No. That was in line with expectations. In line, and it's dropping as well from 5.6 down to 5.4. So the reason why this is important, one reason, is because it could make a difference to what the Reserve Bank does with rates next week. It absolutely could. And if we look at what markets were pricing in or what markets were expecting before we got that inflation data, the chances of a small rate hike were about 35%. After the data came out, it dropped to just a 17% chance of getting a rate hike in next week's meeting. So pretty big drop in uh, in chances. Of course, that retail spending report we're going to get on Friday, which shows us how much we've all been spending at the shops will be very important as well. That's probably the last piece of data that's key, but this was of the two by far the most important. So very encouraging sign. Let's look at how the different sectors responded today and if there were any that really stood out or struggled today. 
Well, as we saw yesterday, we continued to see the mining sector just really outperforming. So yesterday, they essentially held the whole market up. Today, it was a similar story, but we had a few of the other sectors supporting the mining sector as well. And this is really still on the back of those hopes for more stimulus out of China. So we did see the mining sector as the top performer today, up 1.8%. That's a solid gain. We had Fortescue Metals hitting a two-year high on the share market and both BHP and Rio hit three-month highs. So they're getting a pretty nice little boost from what is happening at the moment in China, even if there's nothing really concrete. Leaders are talking about it, saying they'll do more. There are concerns about how much they'll actually do in reality if they're still pretty cautious on providing real specifics. So we'll wait and see what happens. Just saying the words providing stimulus yep. has been has been Absolutely. really propping yep. the market up. We've heard it a few times, support for the property sector in China. Yep. We've heard all these sorts of things. We haven't seen too much actually happening, but it's definitely keeping the sentiment high in markets. And we also saw, as I mentioned, the financial sector lifting as well. So the, the materials in the financial sector together makes up about half of the total ASX 200 in terms of index points. So when when they are lifting, it's really a strong improvement for the market in whole. And it's very clear if you look at a chart that after those inflation stats were better than expected, we saw the banks really lifting at 11.30am today across the board. So that really provided a pretty healthy boost. But really, there weren't too many sectors that underperformed today, right? There were only three uh, of memory that uh, that dropped back and they were generally considered to be more of those defensive areas. So healthcare, utilities didn't do so well. Property trust did actually drop back a little by the end of the day, but we did see an initial jump when we had those inflation numbers, which were softer than anticipated. Exactly right. And if we go into particular stocks mm-hmm. today, though, quarterly updates were still in focus. We got quite a few today. Beach Energy and Mineral Resources were the standouts in terms of share price performance, though. So Beach Energy was the top performer, up almost 7%. The highlights were a lift in production by 12% quarter on quarter. Sales revenue was up 27%. They spoke a lot about their growth catalysts coming to life. So a lot of its projects are reaching major milestones, and this will provide a strong foundation for the 2024 financial year and beyond, the CEO said. We didn't get any specific guidance yet, though. It's due to come out on August 14th, so that will be definitely one to watch. It was a similar story with Mineral Resources. It posted its quarterly results in line with guidance for the most part. It did miss shipments of spodumene concentrate, which is that raw raw ingredient used to make lithium, from one of its operations. So that ended up being below guidance. Still, investors didn't seem too concerned at share price up 4%, fourth best performer on the ASX 200. They could still be a little bit giddy about that simplified joint venture agreement with Albemarle, the world's largest lithium miner, which was announced last Thursday. And they mentioned it again today. The last one, though, before before we, we move on, Rio Tinto. Yep. They released results after the market shut, but we might hold the suspense until tomorrow. We'll definitely go into more detail tomorrow, but just quietly, the numbers didn't look great. Pretty underwhelming. Yeah, exactly. So we won't um, give that away, I guess. But Rio is the largest iron ore producer in Australia. And today, heading into this report, as I said, it had a pretty good day, lifting about one and a half percent. So did quite strongly over overall. But anyway, last week, it did say that iron ore shipments should be at the upper half of the company's guidance for the year, but we'll wait and see. Elsewhere, we had lots of other stocks in focus. Kogan.com in a completely different sector. 
the online retailer up 10% today, handed down some second half numbers, which were mixed. Now, investors seem to look past the fact that both sales and profits were lower because of things like cost of living pressures. But what the focus was on, the fact that they've made improvements elsewhere. So improved margins, cutting cost, and they're making an effort to correct inventory issues. In English, basically, they bought too much stuff during the pandemic, expecting lots of sales, didn't sell as much as they would have liked, and that left them with heaps of inventory on their books. So they've reduced that significantly, and that's what markets seem to be excited about. Well, they used to be one of the cheapest online retailers. Like you would go online, you'd see Kogan has like a really good price. That's me, my personal experience Mm. anyways. But now there's so many companies competing as well. There's so many like companies that sell things cheap online. And the the founder and and CEO, Ruslan Kogan, he, you know, he's been on TV a lot. He was like the youngest, I think it was the richest person under 40 at one stage. He's not under 40 anymore, I believe. But um, but anyway. Still rich, probably. Still rich, probably just a <laughs> bit older. Austal was also on my radar today, but not for a good reason, unfortunately. That's a shipbuilder company. So today it cut its profit guidance quite drastically. So from 58 million profit expected, now they expect zero in profit or even as low as a potential $10 million loss. So that's why we saw its share price falling 10.5%. There was one positive though. They saw a healthy balance sheet. They have $179 million in cash. So I guess that's the silver lining. True. Market didn't care one bit about that. Though, no, didn't they, they didn't. They, they focused on the fact that they said at best they would break even and at worst they would lose 10 million bucks. And that's exactly. because from 58, that's it's a pretty, pretty significant. Pretty significant. Exactly. Drop. So they blame this on in part on higher than expected cost over in the United States where yep. you know they make a lot of and sell plenty of ships to the US Navy. So yeah. Pretty bad day for the stock. Cost uh, inflation pressures. We've yep. been hearing it everywhere. Of course. Heading in the other direction though today was a travel group corporate travel management. Uh, no, you know, I guess mysteries around what that does. What do they do? Uh, they work with corporate travel. Wow. Yeah. Um, Shocker. Around 1% <laughs> higher today. Raise its profit goals for the year. So it thinks it could make as much as $170 million, mainly thanks to the fact the last six months have been really strong. So it basically doubled profits in the past six months compared to the first half of the year and it said it's had some pretty strong growth across all of the regions it operates in, but in particular Europe and also across Asia. So travel stocks like Flight Center have been some of the best performers on the market recently because there just continues to be plenty of pent-up demand for travel, even though people are tightening their belts, you know, their budgets are getting um, obviously a bit more difficult to manage. They're still going on a holiday. Just have to wait and see how long they can keep this up. Moving on to tonight. Yes, Very exciting. We've already touched on it, of course. We have the US Federal Reserve making their interest rate decision. They do, absolutely. Tomorrow morning. So that's going to be a big one. The it's probably not really a mystery at the moment because markets are pricing in almost a one hundred percent chance that we'll get a rate hike of a quarter of a percent. So that would take rates to five and a half percent over in the US. Our rates here at four point one, so way higher than ours. If there's anything other than that, that's going to probably shock markets. And also if they signal anything else in the future uh, about like them being more aggressive or happier with where rates are and how the economy is doing, 
that's the type of thing that could uh, impact markets. Well, this time around, more than any other time, we're actually looking for that detail about what's ahead because it's almost almost definite that we're going to get a rate hike over in the yeah. US. It's 98% priced in. So it's almost definite. As you said, anything outside of that would shock yeah. markets. So we're not really looking at the, the decision as such. We're looking at more, more so the forward-looking statements there. That'll be out at 4 a.m. for those of you keen to find out ASAP. Yeah, why not? I mean, if it's, you want to wake um, up early, Craig yeah. probably will. It, I mean. oh, definitely, he'll probably stay up all night just in case <laughs> his alarm doesn't work. But also, we've got uh, US profit results continuing. Meta yes. is going to be uh, releasing its results. The, the company parent... formerly known as Facebook, excuse yes. me. And also, two stocks that might impact the US market tonight: Alphabet, Google, and also Microsoft. Now, they both released their results after the market closed this morning. And investors or more markets reacted quite aggressively with their numbers. So Alphabet shares, after the market closed, they have like after hours trade, rose 6%. Microsoft fell around 4%. So when the market opens tonight, the possibility you get some, potentially anyway, you get some significant moves in both in, in opposite direction. Plenty of market moving events tonight. Something that will receive a little bit less attention, new home sales coming out at midnight over in the US. Um, so Plenty to keep us busy tonight and tomorrow morning. Looking at Australia tomorrow, we have a few AGMs. That's general meetings uh, hosted by by companies. We have Macquarie, Australian uh, Agriculture Company, and SmartPay. We also get international trade prices for the June quarter as well. And we'll also get some quarterly numbers. So tomorrow, Fortescue Metals, which, as I said, hit a two-year high today. It will come out with some numbers about the last three months. Sandfire, mm-hmm. um, Orchem, the uh, the lithium miner as well, and Megaport. So mm-hmm. pretty busy uh, Thursday, I would say. And the market will also have a chance to respond to Rio's update as well. Yep. So we'll see how it does on uh, on Thursday. On that note... I think we've uh, said enough. We we definitely have. We've said too much. There's just too much to get through. There is. Well, enjoy the evening. Enjoy the earnings, the potential rate hike in the US, and we'll see you soon. Yes, we'll chat tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.